Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey there, Ben. Welcome back. Hello, Adam. How are you today? Fantastic. Finally warm out. Yes, I'm uh, sweating, and I'm, it's well, not because I'm. It's not because I'm scared to talk about this topic. It's it is warm in here, you know. Yeah. So we'll let's. Uh, yeah. Let's let's get get in, get out. Nobody gets hurt. Get the air conditioner <laughs> back back running. Yeah. These old buildings. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. So topic today uh, is investments, and a specific question that Woo-hoo! I feel we've. Yeah, that we've been fielding a fair amount recently. Um, you know, stock market hitting all-time highs with seems like with fair regularity so far this year. Um, you know, twenty-six seen a, times. Did I read that right? Is, is that what it is? Twenty-six, That's, twenty-seven times. Yeah, we've we've had a little bit of a pullback here in the last couple of weeks, um, but still, we're we're still within you know a few percentage points of you know hitting all-time highs again, and yep. typically. All-time highs beget more all-time highs. But the question we've been getting is, for those that are either in cash or starting out with investing, is now still an okay time to invest while things are at all-time high, or should I wait? A very, very fair question that we have a pretty confident answer to, I'll say. Yeah. Right? Again, yep. not the reason I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> Let's maybe put some context to why we say we have a kind of a confident response. We, we've certainly experienced it. Um, and I'll say we typically have a more conservative um, client base. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very true for our clients, but statistics show, behavioral finance shows that people are two and a half times more worried about loss <laughs> than they are about the prospect of gain, right? Yeah. So I think that fits right into this where if you see it's at all-time highs and you're worried about loss more than you are future gain, that you're maybe thinking to yourself, man, this maybe just isn't a good time. And it's it's also, I think, you know, just how we operate with some recency bias, right? If I Mm -hmm. flip a coin, you know, (laughs) 10 times in the last five times we're heads and I ask you to call the next one, you might go, well, it's been heads a lot. Maybe I ought to pick Mm -hmm. tails. And again, statistically, that may not be the way that it should work out. Right. Um, right. The series of events may not be, you know, completely. It's certainly not predictable. Um, right. But I think it's, it's just how our minds work. So it, it truly is a fair question. Yeah, absolutely. And so there was a an article recently published by JP Morgan with a little bit of research to kind of back up why they say and we would agree that if as long as you have a long term outlook, right, long term being more than a year or more than two years, right? Not yes. key. Yep. That's yeah, key. not 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 short term, long term outlook. That if if you are looking to start investing, now is almost always the right time. And here was the data that they used to back it up. They started with picking. They went back to 1988. Why 1988? Because something happened in 1987 where one day the market <laughs> was down 22 percent. They had to exclude that from the the sample size, but. Picking any random day going back to 1988, if you you started investing on that random day, one year later, your return on average was 11.9%. 
This is using the S&P 500. Yeah, that's yeah. remarkable. So pick a random day, one year later on average, you're up almost 12%. That's great. Then they used same kind of idea going back to 1988 mm -hmm. and only started investing on days that the market hit an all-time high. Again, the market here being the S&P 500. And your one-year return later was 14.3%. So completely, yeah, debunked the thought like, of it. it. It like doesn't compute. Like, how can that be? Well, that's the, I, I, this is where I, what I said earlier, like all-time highs beget more all-time highs. As you're making highs, the market is trending higher and those, those highs can continually happen in any given year to your point where we are 26 all-time highs this year alone, that can happen. So their argument being, extrapolating that out over three-year periods, five-year periods, the, the data still aligned to the point where- yep. If it's a random day or you're picking a, a time at all time highs, it should be irrelevant. As long as your time horizon is appropriately long-term as yep. we would know, almost always invest for people with that long-term outlook, then if you're starting or putting cash to work, now is probably still an okay time. Yeah. Fine. I, that's, that's just remarkable to me. I, so let's, let's also then go kind of go back to some of the fundamentals that we would also talk about on yeah. That date, that data aside, when people talk about the market, right, they're usually talking about the S&P 500. The other reason we would say, hey, don't get too caught up on the all-time high is you're probably going to diversify your investments. That's across right. not just one market, but many. And many of those others may not be, quote unquote, at their all-time highs. So That's a good if point. you're going to spread it around enough, um, mm -hmm. you're still not trying to time that one thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I should take that one step further. If it's a chunk of money, like if somebody is now saying, hey, mm -hmm. I, I came into something, um, again, recent conversations, I sold a property, um, I inherited some money, hey, you know, it was bonus time at the end of the year, um, do I put this money to work? It's okay to think in terms of dollar cost averaging, right? Just dividing that pool of money uh, by some interval of time that you'd be comfortable right. kind of just putting it in where you're not trying to time things today at the all-time high, but you know, <laughs> over the course of a couple months, if that makes you feel better. But the point is to not just wait for some sort of massive pullback, because that's where people get caught. Yeah, the, the idea behind dollar cost averaging is that, to your point, it's you're, you're spreading out the timing risk over whatever that time period is, right? And I think to us, it, it depends on the the size of the investment, right? We may split it into two pieces. We may spread it out over three months. You can spread it out however long you want, right? Six months a year, depending on the dollar amount. But the idea yeah. there is you're 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 taking equal parts and investing. Let's say it's you know June first, you're going to put a third to work, and then July first, you're going to put the second third to work. <laughs> second, third to work, it's and then August first, yeah, August first, you're going to put that last third, and you're just you're removing your emotions from the timing side of things. This is the plan. We're going to invest on these dates. It's, it's like investing in your 401k out of your paycheck, exactly. right? You don't, yep. you don't think of the timing. It's when it comes out, it gets invested. And whatever the price is at that time, you're buying it. Yeah. And that's not, that's not to take away from, look, if you're dollar cost averaging, we have clients that we know have some cash or they build mm -hmm. cash either through their savings or it's quarterly uh, bonus, whatever it is. There yeah. certainly are times where we would say, maybe against their emotions. Hey, guess what? Great news. The market's down. 
Um, I don't know why. I still don't know why the market is the thing that people don't like to buy on sale. Um, <laughs> everything else in life, like we, we kind of look at it that way. If you are in some sort of dollar cost averaging, you have some sort of systematic payment, it is kind of okay on those pullbacks, which happen mm -hmm. pretty frequently. Um, the market is choppy and it does move quickly yeah. to use that as another impetus to get in. So it's kind of the reverse of what we're talking about. Hey, all time right. highs, I don't, I don't want to put money in. Well, don't worry if it's at an high. Don't worry if it's at a low. These are all buying opportunities. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and ultimately, I think that's, that may be the key takeaway here, right? The time, the timing, don't, don't get in your own way. Yes, things can, you can certainly put a chunk of money to work and the market can go down 5% the next day. That certainly can happen. But if you are looking at it, again, going back to the, the long-term time horizon, you go out a year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, right? If you're investing for long periods of time, that one day is a little blip on hopefully the, the graph being sloped up, upwards and to the right. Yeah, and I think we're bringing this to light because if you feel like you have been burned before, either by timing or by some investment, again, statistics show you are significantly more likely to not want to invest, right? And, yeah. and by the same token, it's very easy to find a naysayer at any given time, right? It is, you don't have to be a Google expert. You put in, <laughs> should I invest right now? And you're going to get a bunch of articles, <laughs> right? Look, if you yeah. are looking for reasons not to invest, you're going to find many, which is why we're kind of just sharing these statistics, sharing the fundamentals. Yeah. There, was a, there was a great quote. LPL actually shared this a few months ago. Um, and I, had to, I actually had to look this, this guy up because I never saw the name before, but his name was Jesse Livermore. And apparently he was a stock investor. He was born in 1877, right? So he was an investor in the early 1900s. All right. Right. <laughs> back when, back when stock trading was stock and... trading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he is considered the pioneer of day trading, right? Not something that we would necessarily condone or, you know, kind of say, Hey, go, go, go trade on a daily basis and try to time the market. But his quote, and I'll, I'll read it here. It says, one of the most helpful things that anybody can learn is to give up trying to catch the, the last eighth or the first. These are the two most expensive eights in the world, right? The point being, yeah, time. Every, every, yeah, everybody would love to be able to sell exactly at the market peak and then be able to get back in exactly at the bottom and be able to time things perfectly. His point being that's impossible. So focus on everything in the middle, right? Just get, if, if you are, again, a long-term investor, we've said this before, it's time in the market, not timing the market. Let, let yep. the, the factors at play here, and especially when it comes to time, time can be your best weapon. Don't twist yourself in knots trying to pick the perfect day to buy. Yeah. And Just get it. and get out of your own way. I guess that's yeah. that's maybe the simplest way to kind of articulate what we want to get across on this specific topic, right? You you can find reasons not to do it. It's okay yeah. to worry, but it almost has to be that whole set it and forget it, especially if it's not short term money, right? It's the same way we talk about allocating retirement dollars. Mm -hmm. Like if you have enough of a reserve, you give yourself permission to go through those difficult times. So if it, it happens to be the day that you invest was the all-time high, and then we go through one of those 5% you 
market pullbacks or a 10% correction. Yeah. As long as you have a long enough time horizon, like again, it will come back up. And, and I, I want people to kind of remember the last couple of times that the market felt rocky. You know, it's easy to talk about the pandemic, but you know, it was 2018 with some federal reserve surprises and trade mm-hmm. tensions with China and policy, you know, back to 2015 oil. Like there were many different reasons why the market does have those hiccups, but in every one of those cases, going back these last seven, eight years, they were quick. These, these moves were quick. So you almost do have to give yourself permission to wait it out and not worry about in your point there, that first eight. Yeah. So on that note, um, I think you kind of alluded to it earlier and now even just talking about kind of all of those points in the last couple of years that, that felt significant, but they were quick and things kind of rebounded quickly. When it comes to like the headline news, which right now, right, feeling like you're investing at all time highs, it's the media's job to sensationalize and try to oh get God, yeah. eye- try to get eyeballs. Now I'm thinking back to earlier this year, which doesn't even feel like this happened in 2021, but the the whole the meme stock craze, right? Reddit, GameStop, just the headlines that were being thrown out there to catch eyeballs, and it it truly now this is quite the opposite of of uh, trying to time things, right? Of, of yeah. feeling, feeling like you don't want to invest because things are at all time highs. This was quite the opposite. This was people chasing that performance because it was all over the news and it was the fear of missing out, not the fear of a, of a crash. It was, let me just pile onto this bandwagon. And yeah. again, am that I, is just- Am I yeah. missing out on crypto? You know, that- <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say that. <laughs> Are we missing out on uh, it's fine. alternative to curve? <laughs> That's a compliance thing for everybody listening. We're, we're not allowed to give specific advice. We're not allowed to even I'm, mention I'm not. certain I'm just, words. I'm, no, I know, I know. I'm, re- I'm referencing it was a, a craze that was in the headlines. And as of, I mean, I don't know when people are going to watch this podcast. As yeah. of this week, it's, it's like really back in the headlines. It's down 25, 30% well, this week. We're, we're sensationalizing that. Yeah, so th- I guess the the point there being the the opposite feeling, and and I, I I think a lot of it does have to do with just the access to information now, right? It's it's at your fingertips, literally, um, and it's the juxtaposition between yeah the the fear of missing out on gains versus the the other side of like fear of losing what I've already yeah. earned and what I've already saved. Um, and I think what we see there sometimes is, is the disconnect <clears throat> between, oh, I'm, I'm now thinking like planning as a whole, stripping okay. out the investments, the, the fear of, you know, a couple percent volatility in, in the stock market. Meanwhile, someone's coming to us and they may not have, you know, a, a cash reserve. They may not have insurance set up. They may, they may be focused on all of the things that maybe minor risks and to yes. what we would see would be major risks to their financial life, not just the investment side of things. Yeah. So I don't want to butcher this either, but this was <laughs> not, not too long ago that I saw this one. And I think it, it brings home that point that we're, we're focused on something that doesn't happen even as frequently as we would think. Right. So yeah. if I, if, if you ask the general public, what percentage of the time is the market year, year, yearly way down? And this study considered that like worse than 12% for the year, right? Yeah. Versus down a little bit, 
you know, negative 11 to zero versus little up or way up. Yeah. Since 1926, I think it was, and I don't remember when this went through, only 7.5% of the time has <laughs> the market been, by that definition, way down. A little bit down, 19.5. So we're talking <laughs> like three-fourths of the time, the market year over year is up. But mm -hmm. we are so focused and so fearful of that negative time that when you asked people how to respond to that, 50% of people thought the market was down your, you know, <laughs> essentially every other year. Yeah. And that's, and that's historically not the way it's been. Yeah. So, so how much of that is just media bias, right? The, the negative being easy to sell versus just the behavioral side, right? What you mentioned earlier, just human nature. It's and to not, the problem, to not want to lose. And maybe it's both. It's both. It is both. <laughs> and I think that's the problem. And that's why, again, we're not, I'm not trying to get flippant now. <laughs> that I hope, I hope the point for people is just get the heck out of your own way. Like that's why we're here. Let's fundamentally yeah. go about it with diversification, with dollar cost averaging. You know, I don't want you to be the person that last April or last May went. Yeah. Let's just wait to see things settle down. And then you got to November and it was like, well, let's wait to see what happens with this, you know, election. And then you got to January and you're like, wow, GameStop, these things in the market, the fundamentals of the market are, are you know, going to be upside down. You've, this is an extreme case, but you have missed right. out on essentially a hundred percent rate of return yeah. of recovery since, you know, last March. So yep. let's just take a deep breath, all time <laughs> highs. Like this yep. is just a point in time that quite frankly does not matter. You know, and your statistics earlier talked about it. Yeah. So I think the last point that I would want to make um, is, and I know we've said this on other podcasts, we believe risk is mostly quantifiable when it comes to investments, right? We, we use a tool called Riskalyze that we walk through with clients to help put that into perspective, right? The, the ultimate point for us when investing for other people or just get, kind of giving them, you know, the, the review on what they currently own yeah, is trying to set those guardrails of what statistically is quote unquote normal in any given you know investment that they hold, and the the crux of it is trying to determine at what point do you do you everybody out there reach a breaking point with your investments where you are seeing that negative drawdown to the point where you can't stomach it anymore and now you have to get out. Because our, our point is we would never want you to be invested in a way that you got to that point. And yes. then a March of 2020 happens, you sell out at some yes. point during March because it just doesn't feel good. And now, yeah, that, that first decision is made, it's time to get out. But that second decision on when to get back in is ultimately the one that we see screwed up the most. Yep. Because it just it's, it's hard to now convince yourself to get back in when things are probably still not looking so good. Yeah, it is not. I know we've said this before too. Investing is not a coin flip. You know, this is not heads right. you win, tails you lose, or black, red, you know, however you associate gambling yeah. uh, and investing. The, the point is, yeah, quantifiable. Just because you put it in an all-time high in the market, maybe then went through a downturn, does not mean it's lost forever. And it certainly right. does not mean that it's all going away. Like that's, that's right. not how investing works. Yep. Remember, it's a zero-sum game, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I liked it. 
I liked this one. I hope it was really helpful for people that maybe got some money on the sidelines. Um, or again, just emotionally, they get kind of tied into knots. It's important to just talk through these things. And yeah, we're going to lean on history and data to kind of help prove some points, but keep it simple. Yeah. Ultimately, it's, it's just resetting the expectation, trying to get out of your own way and being okay that if you finally, you know, make the decision to invest that it could go down, but keep your, keep your time horizon long enough. And more often than not, history has shown the market always goes higher. It just may not be in a straight line. That's right. Well, it's not going to be in a straight line. <laughs> Volatility is the price of admission when it comes to the stock market. You got it. Very well All right. said. Thank you. See you next time. I'll be here. Great. Me too. Bye. See ya. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.